Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of magic your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, 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 microphone people. Welcome back to another By the Pie. Good eye, cats. Hey, go. <laughs> I can already say we've been, so we are doing a new, uh, a new room. Mm-hmm. Podcasting in a room we differently, we don't normally podcast in. Mm-hmm. I already don't like it. It feels echoey. And I'm like, Nyeh. so. Do you want to move rooms? No, it's too late. We're already it's here, Angela. It's actually not too late. It's not. It is. It's too late. Sure. Never too late. Sure. It's, it's also possible that my headphones are turned up too high. You know you can fix that, right? Good, but I don't want to. Uh, we are here, not alone. We are not. You already heard a voice, and you're like, "Whoa!" Do Angela and Bradford live in a haunted house? We are sitting here with two wonderful, delightful, sexy human beings, uh, Kobe and Judy, who are going to chat with us tonight. Yeah, about yeah. subject matters. And you would have, and you would have heard Kobe on before when we were talking about the Hump Film Festival. Yes. And when you would have heard them both, when we were went off to the Hunter Valley mm-hmm. and did a, I don't know, it was like a questions and answers, never have I ever kind of yep. sex thing. Yep. Talk and chat thing. But first, I mean, we'll go ahead and, and say hello to them. Hi. Hello. How are Hi. we all? Hi. Hello. But first, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. Or the day after. Or the day, or the day after. Yeah. Or the day after that. The Friday. Get your ass to Sydney. Get your ass to Sydney. And go to Pendulum. Uh, Pendulum's blown up. That's just how it is. Like, I'm really excited with the folks that we are finding out who are coming. Uh, we've got, it's, it's, we're, it's just happening. Mm-hmm. We're taking over our secret spot. It's going to be the biggest Pendulum since, uh, since, we, since we talked about uh, Lawrence's Pendulous Balls. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> going, just going out there. Yeah. Talking right. about you, Law. Uh, look, yes. Yeah, so we are really excited. It's our twenty third, fourth, eighth pendulum party. Twenty three potentially. You can get your tickets if you are a subscriber on our Patreon page, and you are a ten dollar and above su- subscriber. You already have your discount code to get your discounted tickets to this Friday's pendulum party. Yeah. If you're not, that's fine. That's fine. You can still find the link on our website. Or you can go to OurSecretSpot.com and get your tickets there. Do it. Do it. Also, coming up, (laughs) just around the corner. I mean, like, it's not too far away. Mm -hmm. November. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can see it. It'll be here before you know it. It's going to be here before you know it. Time goes so fast. Tempest, Fugit. You know what one frog said to another? Oh, God. Time's fun when you're having flies. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> this oh, is it's what gonna, it's gonna you be all that gave kind of, me alcohol. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of night, isn't yeah. it? 
Yeah, so November, the Escape to the Tropics, which is a resort takeover that we are taking over and hosting, co-hosting with the amazing couple behind exclusively RHP. Look for them on an upcoming podcast. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are going to be there. And like, honestly, all four of us are going to be there. Uh-huh. And the gentleman's yeah, going to be there. And the gentleman's going to be there. And we're going to do two workshops and a live podcast. Yeah. One of the workshops, I think, is going to be like an intro to kink BDSM, i.e. how to torture the gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are going to really look forward to that. Yeah. yeah. And then another one will be sort of a intro to flirting and kind of a, hey, you are at a uh, at a resort <laughs> with a bunch of sexy people. This is how you talk to them. Because sometimes we forget that, right? We do forget that. Like, like yeah. Hi. <laughs> do you, hi. Do you like bread? <laughs> I like bread. I like cheese. <laughs> Makes me <bacon> a sandwich. <laughs> I'll toast your buns. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but that's that's another. Anyway, all right, Angela. Yes. What are we talking about tonight? So we brought these fine folks on because I feel like they are more of experts in this topic than we are. Oh, it's something that we don't know a lot about. It is. What could it be? It is. It is adult children. Damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> so what we would like to discuss is, I'm going to say all things around coming out to adult children as swingers, letting them know about your lifestyle. And this kind of stemmed from the fact that we have past episodes about talking to your children about sexuality and giving them age-appropriate information about your lifestyle but it was more focused towards younger children. And age the, appropriate, right? What, yeah. What is age appropriate for a 15, 16-year-old, 21-year-old? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> et cetera. Exactly. And the people that we had on before had younger children. And so, yeah, we were like we were talking to Kobe and Judy about this, and it was like they have adult children. And it's a very different scenario. And I know that we have a lot of listeners out there and a lot of people in the lifestyle who come into the lifestyle later in life, and they do have adult children. So how do you broach the subject with them? How do you let them know what you're interested in, what you're doing? And there's a difference as well, I suspect, whether they live with you or not. But either way, the, there needs to be a conversation. And uh, we've had listeners who have found their adult children on RHP and dating sites. <laughs> or their children have found them, I guess, is more the way that it went. And so, yeah, it's how do you have this conversation with your children? And what do you say? And what's needed to be said? And how do you handle this? So we just kind of wanted to unwrap all of that with people who actually have adult children and who have had to do this. Who's had to deal with this problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is not our forte. So the first question is, why did you have children? No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> How long does this podcast go? <laughs> no, I guess the first question is, should you tell your children? And I'm going to assume your children are adults. So let's take it a step back. Your children are 18 or older mm -hmm. and they may or may not live with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do we, let's, let's imagine that. So yeah, I think starting with their voting age, do you need to tell your children? Should you is a very good starting point. Yeah. 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 And I think there's a, an element of necessity versus um, desire. I, mm -hmm. I think there is a, a want to tell them, because you've embraced a lifestyle that you 
nobody wants to think of their parents as sexual beings. None of us. No, nobody wants to think about their parents being in bed. Um, some of us have walked in on their parents. And <laughs> that might come up later. but uh, um, That's but the second of, half of the Exactly right. But, you know, none of us want to think about that. But it, the reality is we are. And I think we are living in a time where people have more information, especially kids have more information, more understanding. And I think overall more acceptance. And I believe that sharing that information is a good way to go. But you do have to take an approach where you think about what you want to tell them how much information they actually need and what is the appropriate time. You find yourself new in the lifestyle, you've had a toe in the water, so to speak, and you don't want to rush home tell them. Um, for us, it's been a, a journey. We've gone through trials, tribulations, and knowing within ourselves of where we are and understanding and being comfortable within ourselves to make it now to the point where it's become more of a necessity that, they know because we do have people in our lives that mean a lot to us, current company included. That oh, I think it's a, tell me more. I think <laughs> I think it's important that that they do know. And whether it is good management, whether it's good fortune, we've had a great experience with our kids um, over that. Their acceptance has been fantastic, and we'll go over that a bit more in detail. But I'm going to throw to Jude to throw in a comment around how she feels with it. Both the kids that are at home have been, yeah, really good with what we've told them. We haven't really approached the older three, but the two that are at home have been great about it. So I want to take a step back, Kobe, to something you mentioned in the very beginning of all that, in that we don't want to think of our parents as sexual beings. And I agree. I I would say that many people don't. Many people would like to think that the only time the parents had sex was when they, you know, created themselves and possibly any other siblings. However, my parents, as far as I know, are not swingers, uh, but they have also been <laughs> married multiple times. And so... So they should have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've heard a bit about other relationships and things, and I actually think it's a really good thing. I think it's a very healthy thing. And it's something that I encourage and have not shied away from discussions. I don't necessarily instigate discussions about sex with them and, and bedroom habits and things. But if it comes up, and there have been a few instances where it has in some fashion, and I actually, yeah, I think it's a good thing because we're all human and we all have these needs and we know that it happens. So it shouldn't be something that is shied away from. And I think it's good that obviously you don't want to shove it down your kids' throats and be like, oh yeah, so this is what we got up to on Friday night. But at the same time, the fact that you are sexual beings and you have these desires and needs, I think is an okay thing. I, I would 100% agree. And knowing that is really, really important. And having that um, ability to talk about sexuality openly mm. with your parents, um, even your siblings, yeah, which mm. can be another thing as well. And with our, our kids in this particular circumstance, it is a really um, refreshing and opening and it does open up. Um, a conversation and an enlightenment, if yeah. you like, uh, around that. Um, and no, you don't want the details of everyone's sex life, <laughs> but I don't want the details of everyone's sex <laughs> life. You know, that, that's just not something you don't need all the time. Yeah. That's something that I always think about. So uh, full disclosure, we are recording this on a political night. This is uh, the voting night here. Election day. Election day. That's the one I'm looking for here in Australia. Go Greens. And, Say what? Go Greens. Go Greens. 
Uh, go Greens, absolutely. Uh, and so I, I think it's interesting that looking at it from a, a political side, you hear a lot about the U.S. news and the Democrats versus Republicans. And anytime sex comes up, it always feels like the Republicans are afraid that all you're going to talk about is who you're fucking and how you're doing it. Mm. It It's not about the act of sex and love and connection. Connection. It's yeah. only about doggy. Uh, <laughs> she spit on my face and then Bukaki. and then Bukaki. <laughs> like that's what they're afraid of. And I think honestly, children in many ways are a bit like Republicans. They don't understand a lot of what you're talking about. And so they automatically sort of swerve to the worst that they've seen and assume that that's what you're going to do. Side note, doggy style, her spitting on your face and Bukaki are amazing. Uh, <laughs> come, come on people, just let it go. Uh, but it is something that I think that it kind of shows, especially with children, older children, like, of course they don't want to hear it. But at the same time, when they do hear anything of it, they are going to go to the worst. Yes. Yeah. But also they're very sexually aware at that point. Because at that, you know, at that point, they're probably having, yeah, they're, and they're probably having sex themselves. They're watching porn. It's not like it's a new concept to them, a foreign concept. It's not like you're teaching them about sex while telling them that you're having sex with other people. Like it's not that so, uh, skit from uh, Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's our 22 year old automatically assumed that we, every time we go out, we're going to a sex party. And it's like, it's not quite. How it works. Honestly, though, wouldn't it be great if you had that kind of drive and sexual prowess? Like, and that's the thing. He's looking at it through his lens, right? Like, this is a young man who likely could have sex 10 times a day. And he's like, well, every time you go out, you must be having sex because I would if I could. Yeah, you're not going to the grocery store. Oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> what are you doing with that a, courgette? Going to a sex club. Going to a sex, going to a sex club. <laughs> Making pickles. <laughs> Yeah, but that's exactly, I think that's, they're looking at it through their own lens. We're taking the cum-cumber. Oh, <laughs> cum-cumber. That's right, that's right. Yes. Um, cum-cumber. <laughs> no, and I think they do. They, there's a certain element of that. And again, it comes back to upbringing and the openness of the kids themselves. Um, pulling particularly from personal experience going through these conversations in a relatively recent history, it's very clear for me, that they're a lot more in tune with sexuality and openness than I ever was. Mm. And that was probably one of the biggest barriers about the discussion for me because I was brought up a certain way and they've been brought up a slightly different way and not just brought up by your parents but in the society that, that's around them that yeah. affects their decisions and, and their it was very heartwarming for me when both of uh, the two that I've discussed it with said, good for you. And it was heartfelt. It wasn't a, you that's gross, or they weren't shying away or saying something that they thought they should say. It was heartfelt. And that, you know, maybe this is patting myself on the back. I think that means there's some good parenting going on. Yeah. But it also means that they're open and they're discussing it. And that, that just gives me some hope for the future of the generation that's out yeah. there. And that's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. So out of curiosity, how did you approach this conversation? Did you bring it up? Was it like a sit down or was it just a in passing? Like how also, does this play out? And I want to add to that question because I think it's important. Why? Why now? 
Mm. Right. Good so, questions, actually, yeah. because we've got answers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think, uh, yeah, they're both really good questions. So um, from a timing perspective, why now is that we've got more and more people in our lives that we want to share our time with. It's not just about meeting somebody for sex. It's about a ongoing connection, a friendship, a relationship. Um, and for us, we're looking more and more to have people in our lives that are around. And in being around, that's in our house, that's in our space, which for us has been something we've avoided over time because we didn't want to put the kids in the situation where they were confronted with that. Um, sure, over the years, we've had friends around for visitation and you know, dinners and vanilla meeting friends. up and vanilla friends, yeah, people that are not in the lifestyle. But it's. For us, with adult kids, it's not just our house, it's their house, mm. you know, and, and for mm. them, they need a safe environment. Everyone needs to be safe at home, so it's important that they have that space as well. So inviting somebody around that is new or foreign or in a situation that, that might make them uncomfortable, it's important that they know about that up front. And from the moment we decided to do it, it was a... Um, it was a premeditated decision to have these conversations. But part of that was around if they're uncomfortable, then that's okay. You know, they might want to know about our lifestyle, but having someone come into their space and that they weren't comfortable with, then we'd be okay with that. So you gave them, basically you're giving them the option to say, I'm not comfortable with you having people over. Correct. Which is an interesting shift because as teenagers we often get that from our parents right and them saying you can't have friends over you can't have a boyfriend girlfriend etc over so it's kind of flipping it and giving them the power and the ability to say I'm not comfortable with this yeah 100% it is yeah and whereas maybe as parents we took that as something that we felt we had to do whether either to protect ourselves our lifestyle or the children themselves we've analyzed that and looked at it and gone okay well it's their turn it's their ability to say, that's uncomfortable for me. And the exact same thing, flip it again. If the kids ever wanted to bring someone home. I was going to ask that. I would rather us them come to us and say, is this okay? Because we're going to say yes. Yeah. Because I'd rather them be safe at home with friends, even experimenting with alcohol and drugs. I'd rather them be able to come to us and say, can we do this at home? Than be... In the corner block. Yeah. Back yeah. of the toilets. I also think it's yeah. really good what you mentioned about giving your kids a safe space and I mean, allowing them to feel safe at home. Because I think it's really important as opposed to being dictatorial and saying, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to be. It's like you have this space that you live in and you deserve to be safe in it. And to, you know, if, if there's something that you don't like or you're not comfortable with going on, that you're okay to say so. And I think that's really, really important and something that often gets overlooked with children. Adult or younger. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a trap that um, parents can fall into any time. Um, and this isn't really meant to be a parenting podcast, <laughs> but um, it's something that parents can fall into. They can fall into the role of uh, they're in control all the time. And at what point do they acknowledge the fact that your children have transitioned from child who needs protection mm -hmm. to adult that needs support? Mm, because that's really good. Yeah. We all need it. We all... and. Now I need support. I've got a support network and people support me. And as young adults go out into the world and make their own mistakes, it's support you provide. It isn't a safety net. It's a support. You've got to sometimes let them fall on their face and make a bad decision. I learned from it. But 
you never let them hit rock bottom, you bring them back up. And and that's the sort of thing. And, you know, they, they've got that ability to make their own decisions and, and be part of your life as a contributing adult. And you've let go of the fact that they're your child. They're now, yes, they're always going to be your child, but they're not a child you need to protect. They're a child you need to support and encourage, a young adult. And we've made mistakes with oh, our shit, children. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, feed them, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, and you'd make mistakes and it's not the first time that we've gone away and discussed a decision that's been made in the heat of the moment and we're not on the same page. And everything that you do as, a, as an adult, as a parent in that relationship, you're never on the same page. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, things can be said that are wrong, but you, you, you fudge your way through it. <laughs> it's really, I find it fascinating. And I love still, I keep going back in my head to the transitioning from a child that needs protection to a child that needs support. I often, I'm one that I talk to, I was at a conference this last week for work and was discussing trans, queer, quit kids support. Even though we have no children, I am still the person that will be talking to other parents about trans and queer kids support. How do you support, How do you support these kids? Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate in that the people I was discussing this with were listening to me. And mm. I'm still not sure why, but I was. But I think it's those children absolutely need support. I think the important thing is all children needs support. Correct. Uh, it doesn't matter what gender they are or what gender they like. These are people who are at a very fragile point in their life. And, and sort of touching back on something that you said, Judy, my parents were very supportive when it came to alcohol. They're not big drinkers, neither one of them. But the attitude was always, if you're going to drink, I would rather you drink it at home and not have to drive home after drinking it at a friend's house. Mm. On top of that, if you're going to drink and your friends are going to drink, they may stay. It doesn't matter their gender. It doesn't matter who they are. If you are all going to drink together, you may all stay together. And I think that's so important in that whole idea of just that carte blanche, you can't do anything. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. These blanket statements, kids are going to rebel because that's what they're meant to do. We, you know, they're born to push boundaries. And they'll go out and they'll be in the back streets and they will there's make bad, bad decisions. Yeah, and there are bad people out there that will make bad decisions against them. Like mm. I'd rather not protect them, let them do what they want to do, but have them in the safe space. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if they get blind drunk and they pass out, I know where they are. <laughs> if they start vomiting and they start choking, I know where they are. I can turn them over. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. We'll always be able to check. And then you'll laugh about it tomorrow. Well, oh. at them. Oh, well, <laughs> Maybe I, not exactly with them. You'll laugh with yes. them in 10 years. I will definitely laugh at them. I, I won't wait till tomorrow to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't remember tonight. It's yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. Going back to some of the, the particulars about the conversation. I was going to say, how things. did it happen? Yeah, so, so the way that it happened, or the, it was an – a premeditated decision, as I said. Um, we'd spoken about talking to them and this was one of those things that we weren't exactly on the same page, but for me it was something really important that I needed to do for myself. So um, if I can pry, how are you not on the same page? Um, What's your book like? I'll, I'll let, I'll let <laughs> you go first um, on that. I didn't really mind if they knew or didn't know because my view is they... 
they sort of knew anyway because you guys have come around and they've and you've come around with the gentleman mm-hmm. and he has been on the lounge with you but they knew that Bradford and Angela were oh, actually yeah. married yeah, you all were so, uh-huh. and they were like so where's the gentleman fit into all this and Fair we enough. so we explained it and they're like okay so you're <laughs> friends with them you hang out at their place so they sort of they sort of put two and two together anyway so I didn't particularly think that they needed to know anymore or we needed to discuss it anymore because they sort of knew anyway and I'm not a big person to sit down and discuss things and feelings and which one of you gave them the sex talk that would be me. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking so, but I'm just curious. <laughs> all, le- all roads lead to Cobe. <laughs> um, but Cobe, for himself, needed to discuss it. So we discussed it probably three days before we discussed it with the oldest. And and Cobe can tell you. Yeah, and then, and then um, with the, the younger one at home, he's 16, which we, you sort of mentioned. 18 as, as the sort of voting age. But he's, he's a little bit younger, but he's still certainly a young adult with older brothers so that, yeah, he's Four 16 going on 25. Um, <laughs> but it, I will say he is very mature for a 16-year-old. He, he yeah. certainly yeah. is, yeah. We never look at him as a 16-year-old. No, I, I sometimes forget he, he's 16, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about the time I go to hand him a red wine and then I go, oh, you can have one anyway <laughs> if you really want one. Um but no, no, it, it was something and we weren't quite on the same page. But for me, it was really important. And I think a little bit of that and uh, Bradford, you might be able to bring from your own experience there, but coming out as, as bisexual for me and the life that I'd lead before was a lot of stigma around any sort of uh, homosexuality, queerness whatsoever. And it was just something I felt was really important to discuss with them, mainly to make myself more comfortable. I know that sounds a little bit selfish, but it just was something that I thought was important. As I say, I've been lucky to get the support, but also it was measured. Yeah. You know, and the, also, the been tested. just the same as you want to provide a safe place for them to live in, you need to feel comfortable and safe in the space too. And if you feel like something needs to be said in order to be comfortable in that space, Definitely. then maybe it needs to be said. Correct. And that, and that's really where it came from. Yeah. Um, yeah and. That was what was important. So we had these discussions and we said, okay, we're going to have this talk. Um, we invited one of them out for dinner out of the house and, you know, just sat him down and, and brought it up. And he had some idea about our lifestyle from conversations previously, but we hadn't given him the full information of, of where we were at, what we were doing. And he's exceptionally supportive. Um, as I said, good on you. Do what needs to make you happy. And it was very encouraging to talk about. And then a few days later, I wanted to have that same conversation with um, the younger one and sat down with him. Um, Judy was at work. I was working from home and he was uh, off school because he had COVID. Poor bugger. Still, <laughs> <And he's> still, <laughs> still in quarantine. Poor, poor guy. Yeah. No way, folks. We're sending him home with food. <laughs> poor yeah, kid. Poor, poor kid. kid. You're sick and you get to have this chat with your dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he sat down with COVID and had this chat with dad. And um, I, I will share what he, he um, said. He said, oh, I've known this for a, or had suspicion for a number of months because, hey, dad, um, we share a photo roll with iCloud and there were some pictures on there of your junk and I've seen your junk, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
That was a little bit embarrassing, everybody. But uh, you know, this, yeah, this well, is things. Be. This is life. And well, was be. was he proud of this in his genetics? Or I, like? I don't know. He didn't. He didn't say, "Well, you're not my, you're dad. Not my real dad." So. You're not my real dad because nobody <laughs> birthed this sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one one thing about the conversation was to, I think, for Kobe was to make him feel comfortable with people coming into our home. Because we want to be able to have people that we care about, that we class as family because they are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, We want to be able to have them in our home, not so we can go and play all the time, but just so we can share what we like and love family. I think that's important to uh, – you you make a really important point is that this isn't about having sex with people, right? It's about showing – affection to people. And that's, that is a problem that society has in that we very much have a difficulty separating sexual affection with general affection. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love about both of y'all is whenever we see y'all, it's always a hug and a kiss. It's, that, I mean, that is just status quo, right? Uh, whenever you leave, it's a hug and a yeah. kiss. Yeah. And there, but, but it's, it's this lovely affection that, yeah, that it's important. But there are some cultures that are better than others at showing affection. And I know that there's places that we've been where people... And a side note, those are queer cultures. <laughs> like Queer culture is one of those that uh, is better. Yes, but not always. There are some like actual location cultures. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like... No, no, no. That are better about it. And that you'll see friends walking down the road holding hands. Yeah. They're just friends, nothing more. But just having that casual contact and that touch, I think... Touch can mean different things in different scenarios and different cultures and different places that you are. And if I can expand a bit upon what you're saying and and make some suppositions here, is that by telling your children and by having them accept it, if we were to come around and if we were to potentially, I'm going to say, cuddle on the couch or have an accidental touch or something just in passing even, that it wouldn't be like a, oh my God, what's going on? The world's going to end kind of thing. And and I think by having these conversations and making them aware that it increases that acceptance and, the, and that if something, if there were to be a passing touch or a, a little hug or a cuddle or something, that it wouldn't be earth shatteringly like awful for them. A hundred percent correct. They would just keep walking. Yeah. They wouldn't even think twice about it. And I'll say that's yeah. always something for me. Like, it, like when we're out in, in our apartment or out in the wild, I don't really think about touch like it's it's i'm a cuddly guy right <laughs> right yeah, uh, yeah and so, we're holding hands now <laughs> uh, and so uh, that's just who i am however whenever your children are around i am always ultra cautious about what i'm doing and about who how i'm touching and how it can per- be perceived because like foremost i don't want to make your children uncomfortable mm-hmm. right so i'll tell you like the honest truth is i'll still be a bit not standoffish but I, it'll always be in the back of my head. Cautious. I, cautious. Because again, my the last thing I want to do is to make your children uncomfortable. Because ultimately, when they start thinking about, oh, who do I like hanging around? Well, Bradford never makes me feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> I want Bradford to be the one that hangs me around, right? Yeah. But you want family to hang around. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And they have got to a stage now. We haven't lived close by for very long, but you guys have been around a couple mm. of times. And is a forever in conversation. Like there is probably not a day that goes by that we're going, hey, we're going to hang out with Bradford and Angela. And they'll go, cool. Yeah. So they know you. They they can sit like they know that they can call on you as family. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not can't can't do much. I don't have a car, but like <laughs> I will around happily the pay for an Uber Eats. Just, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> so out of curiosity, 
if the conversation had gone differently and they had not been oh, as yeah. accepting. Were you ready were, for that? Were you prepared I, I, how to handle that? I was prepared. Fine. Fucking move out. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Pretty much. Yeah, no, look, that, that sadistic thought popped into my head. No, I you was. You live in the garage that's now. That's right. You were gone now. There's You're a storage cage downstairs. Yeah. I have the number for an adoption service. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, definitely very mentally prepared for that part of the conversation if it did go that way. And. Uh, I think that might have been part of the reason it took so long to get that premeditation in place was more, it's easy if they accept it and yeah. their, their understanding. Right. But you can't go into a conversation and again, this is a parenting rant, but you can't ever tell your children or go in and say something to your children and if they disagree with you, you have a problem with it. That's mm. no fair. You can't yeah. be open with them if you want to be a you know, dictatorial leader of your household, well, good on you and you'll have kids that rebel. But if you're going to open an honest, open conversation, then you need to be prepared for it. And mm-hmm. we're fully prepared. And the difference would be when we we wouldn't be able to have our friends around in that circumstance. We would make the conscious decision of having to go elsewhere. And unfortunately, it would make you a little bit more uncomfortable within your own household. Mm. But it's just something that we'd be willing to do and something we have done up until now because we wanted to give them that shelter and protection. So mm. if it had have continued along that lines, I guess the only thing that might have come up is that they would have a serious problem with our life decisions. That would have been a more tenuous yeah. um, there conversation. Is, there is also the... Let's revisit this in three months. Oh, definitely. Because and we yeah. would we'd wait until they were continue on our lifestyle because that's who we are. But in three months' time, it would be let's revisit and see what they think now because yeah. they would have met more of our friends and more of our family. Mm. And I think that's important anyway. I think you're making a, a perfect point. It's very similar to what we always say: mm-hmm. is you think about something mm-hmm. for six months, eight months, a year. And then you spring it on your partner as something you want to try. And you're like, yeah, but I've been thinking about this for a year. And they're like, yeah, but it's literally 14 <laughs> seconds. Like, give me a second. <laughs> you know? Uh, but same with your kids, right? And, and like you said, this is their space. This is their safe space. Their safe space. And it's consent. It's consent for the yeah. kids. Yeah. They yeah. have to and consent for something to... And something our youngest said when Kobe did have the conversation was, "It is yes, it is our house, but it's between your sheets. That's great. And I also do think it's a difference between you guys engaging in these activities, period, and then engaging them at home. Yeah. Because outside of the home, if you're going to a club, if you're going to someone else's house, that's one thing. Now, granted, you do want people to be part of the lives and you want the kids to know them. That's okay. That's different. But then to have people in your home that you're going to potentially have sex with, either while the kids are there or not while they're there, that's something different as well. And so there's there's a few different layers to how this can look and into what they can consent to and be comfortable with and that type of thing. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that um, in the conversation we had with them is that it doesn't change our sexual um, lifestyle at home. Mm. We're not having sex on the lounge when they walk home from work. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not doing anything different. Mm. It just may be another person hanging around or another two person or eight people or 15. Uh, no, no, maybe Shit. not that many. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when you put a sock on so the Yeah, sock on, no, sock on the yeah. door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but if, if we do have people around, then that's fine. And I think a big part of it is what, uh, coming back to what you said before, Bradford, about a, a, a cuddle or, or, sorry, Angela said about a cuddle on the lounge or a or a hug or a touch or a kiss or, or something that's happening is that they won't 
even think about it twice. And again, we've been... I'm going to say the word lucky. It's not lucky. I, I should give us us more credit to yeah, parents you've been, than that. You've been, you, you, when you, you plant know, a garden, you, you don't say you're lucky because you can now reap the reap the, the benefits of, of it. The garden. But, yeah, hey, no. but I just don't feed them. You do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the, the circumstance that we're in has been um, has been very open and enlightened from from their perspective. So we're in a good circumstance, and I don't know that not everyone would be in that circumstance when they had these conversations, but it is that revisit. It's the approaching it the right way and you know, seek the support, ask people questions, ask people that may have an idea, ask people that don't have an idea that you just have some trust in. Um, and I know that before we had these conversations, we had conversations with both of you about is this worth doing? Should you do it? And, and the fact that you don't have kids and you don't have that doesn't mean anything. You get everyone's opinion as a sounding board and, and it really makes a big difference. And it's something that you just, yeah, you just got to approach and you come up to it with some confidence, have some answers and just make sure that what you want to do, what you want to say is, is well rehearsed mm. and that you can follow through with the negative and the positive at the same time. Yeah. So I'm curious did you talk about your sexuality as well or just your relationship structure? Um, we, I'd already spoken to my sexuality about with the older one at home. Um, he was already aware of my um, sexual preference and for me that wasn't a real problem. But with the younger one, he asked. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked me specifically as we're going through this conversation and he was very clear about what we were talking about with the lifestyle and swinging and so forth. But he asked, well, how do you identify? Mm-hmm. And that's just so enlightened. It's such a because great question. That makes me yeah. That, that, that tells me brings tears to my eyes. Me too. That's yeah. such a proud moment. That yeah. tells me that he is so aware of what's going on. He's open to what's going on, and I know that that's probably a lot him. But I also think that's a reflection on the generation as well. Yeah, definitely. Is that they're a lot more in tune to that type yeah. of thing? Yeah. That something that he did say is that our generation know everything about. Sexuality and what's yeah. going on? Yeah, because because of course their generation invented sex. That's how it works, isn't it? It is true. It is it's true. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's fucking kids. Yeah, that's it. That's why we call them the fucking kids? Fucking kids. Yeah. No. So he actually asked the question, and it, it took me back a little bit because I wasn't expecting him to ask that mm-hmm. question, which was really great when he asked the question. It took me back. I was about three seconds, and I've gone well. This is how I identify. Yeah, I identify openly as bisexual. And as I said to him, I said the. But big you thing wear is, a lot of rainbow. I do. Like it's, you, you, to literally, it. you literally wear you're, your sexuality on your sleeve. I do. It's it's either that or as an ally. But you're yeah. very clearly supportive of the community Definitely. in some realm, whether you identify as part of it or not. So it could have been. I don't think it would have been a shock to him. No, no really. it, it wasn't a shock to him at all. And um, I think that's a, a really big thing that he um, that he asked that question, and he was very open and accepting of of what I was told him. I'm openly bisexual. As I said to him, though, I said, "You wear your sexuality in the appropriate places." I'm not going to work and saying, "Hey, everyone, I'm bisexual." Um, I'm not walking down the street telling everybody, yes, I do wear it openly. I wear a lot of rainbow and um, and I'm a big ally and I always have been even before I was out. You know, um, I've been bisexual my entire life. In knowing it within myself has only been the last few years and being really out has only been the last few years as well. 
but that knowledge that I just it just makes me warm and fuzzy that he, he's got that yeah. level yeah. of forethought. Oh, agreed. Um, at Mardi Gras market day, the fair day, fair day, fair day. day. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Sorry, right. we still um, love you. Kobe bought a shirt, and when we got home, and Kobe wore the shirt, he said, "Is that transgender or is that bi?" And he asked yeah. the question, uh. and Kobe said, "I believe it's bi," and he said. We're going to have to look that up because I disagree with what you're saying. I'm pretty sure it was trans. trans shirt. Yeah. Because yeah. I wonder, I was like, mm, Kobe's, look at him. He's a supporter. He's getting a trans shirt. Good for him. But to They Kobe, didn't have a buy shirt. They didn't. <laughs> but to Kobe, everybody's the same. Yeah. But, yeah. And he just wanted to support who he was yeah. supporting. Allyship um, is important. Yeah. Allyship yeah. is great. And going back to the question of the child, he has never talked to me about it. He still hasn't. I haven't brought it up with him. Yeah, but you're the mom. Right. Yeah. And so also he you're not near as I'm going to say vocally open about things like this. Yep. You know, there's actions and then there's there's voicing and actually talking about things and they're they're different dynamics. Yeah. And he and did ask Kobe a couple of questions concerning me, but mm. nothing direct mm. to yeah. me. And as I said, it's your place to talk to your mother about whether she talks to you first or yeah. whether you want to bring it up, that's up to you. It's not it regardless of how much of a life partnership you have, there are certain things that are individual. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And like, I think it's very, you make it very clear. You're, you're a staunch ally. People who know, I'm speaking to Judy here, uh, people who know you, they know where you stand and how you, how you roll. Uh, (laughs) But like, you don't, yeah, you're, you're a little more guarded, but that's just who you are. I don't think that's a big problem. And we all know that, Kobe, you're a big softy who wants to talk about his feelings because, you know, you're a lot like me. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, but I think it's important. One of the things I see that's so important about talking to your adult children about things like this, if you wish to, if you're comfortable with it, is that representation. It goes back to the things we've talked about in video games. It goes back to the, the, talking about in books, in, in media, is that you see yourself outside and I'm referencing another podcast now. There's a recent podcast by um, the Ologies podcast Mm -hmm. where she is interviewing a urinologist. And this urinologist, she says that she had no idea what kind of doctor she wanted to be. And she was going to a talk about urinology and said, there's no way I can be this kind of a doctor. And then the person who came out on stage and spoke was basically her. It was a short black woman and she thought, oh my God, I can do this too. And I think representation yeah. and visibility and seeing these people, mm. what, and that, like hearing that conversation about becoming a doctor and now she is this huge, she's, I think it's your favorite urinologist or something like that on TikTok. She has a TikTok channel. It's great. But <laughs> being open like that and and having where you can be represented and you should have that in your house as well. If your kids are straight, that's great. If your kids are monogamous, that's also great. But if they're not, or if they think that they may not want to be, it's awesome to see the option. It's good for them to at least know, like you said, that the option is there and that there are alternatives and alternative lifestyles. And especially if they've grown up in a household thinking that this is the way that relationships are structured and this is how it is. And then to see, Oh, look, Actually, there can be different ways of having a relationship. 
And even if a relationship has been a certain way for a very long time, doesn't mean it can't change. And I think there's something really great about that and really important to be able to see the growth and the over time and, and how relationships can change and that it doesn't have to be static. And I think that's super important because I know like growing up for me, it was always seen that, okay, so you get into a relationship and this is how it goes and then boom, that's it. And then there is no growth in that relationship. It's the same for the rest of time. Mm. And that's not true. That's not how it is. If you're, if you're going to stay together, there has to be growth and there has to be that communication and, and potentially change as you go along. And so I think it's good that the kids can see that. I'm sitting in a room with three people that I know have a wonderful life partner. Um, Who's the third one? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's obviously, it's obviously it's not, not Angela. It's, it's, it's not a baby. <laughs> no. Poor but Pippin. Every, every, <laughs> He's all by himself. Yeah, poor Pippin. Yeah, you don't expose him to many dogs. You'll find one, you'll find one. He exposes um, himself. Yeah, yeah, he does, he Thank does. You. Yes. Um, and in that everybody here can talk and, and can grow and we don't always get those relationships where we've got that ability to do it. We've got certain amount of upbringing that plays into that and from a sexuality point of view with our kids, we've always been, mainly because I know I've been bisexual my entire life, um, just not out there with it that it's something that we've always been able to offer as a pathway. We've always been an ally. We've always been able to talk about that. Um, it's not an easy conversation for everybody to have, yeah. um, but it's something that's really important to do. And anybody that is listening that gets any sort of spark of wisdom that wants to talk about this further, reach out to by the by and ask them for my contact details because I'm happy to talk to anybody that's got adult children or teenage children and give whatever nugget of wisdom I can. Um, hopefully some of you think it might be okay and uh, and want to take us up on that. But it's something that I think there is a um, an openness and a discussion that needs to be had with everybody to make sure that that safe environment is, is there and that open environment, whether it be for you or, or for the kids involved. Yeah. Well said. Agreed. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll start talking about the stories of kids walking out on you while you're having sex. <laughs> and after that, you probably never want to talk to me again. <laughs> it's probably true. Are you looking for a gift for your children for this year? No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm so joking. <laughs> I'm so kidding. <laughs> but honestly, if you have adult children and you're like, hey, you want to you try something different? Uh, well, go to adamandeve.com and use checkout code by the by, because look, one thing I've learned about our children is that we do not want to spend a hundred percent on them. We only want to spend 50% and free shipping. That's right. If you want to get a present for, Hey, look, fine. You're not going to get it for your children, but your children too. So maybe what about your parents? Do you want to get something <laughs> sexy for your mom and dad? Uh, so you know what? Go, go to adamandeve.com, find something for your parents. And use checkout code by the by. That's B Y T H E B I. That's right. You go there, you put something in your basket, and when you check out, use checkout code by the by, B Y T H E B I. And you'll get that item at 50% off. Not only that, you'll get free shipping and you'll get some extras thrown into your box. You'll get some gifts for him, some gifts for her, or gifts for both of you, along with some lube. It's going to be great. Some sexy videos on demand. You're going to love it. You know what? Mom and dad are going to love it too. That's right. AdamandEve.com. Check out code. By the by. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. You know what else mom and dad would like? 
they would like to talk to us directly because uh-huh. they're like, you people fucking suck. <laughs> uh, like if you, if your parents are like, after getting a gift from by the by, if your parents are like, who made you do this? You know what? <laughs> Sign your parents up for our Patreons. <laughs> yeah, parents love, parents love random little gifts. And I think Patreon supporting your, an artist like us, you know, maybe us on Patreon is a great thing to do for your parents. What do your parents get when you support us on Patreon? <laughs> they get a login to our discord chat and they'll be able to talk to us directly. And your mom and dad can talk to me and be like, Bradford, you dirty motherfucker. What have you done to my kids? And I'll be like, mom, dad, but you know, not really mine. <laughs> Look, if you go to not safe for work, I'll show you my penis. That's basically how it goes. Oh, no. Is that a promise? If you can get your parents signed up, I, here you go. If you can get your parents signed up to our Discord chat, I will show off my penis. There you go. I've said it. It's in print now. But I need proof that, that it's your parents. I don't need like a birth certificate, but like a picture and you all have to look at least a little similar. And if you're adopted, that's cool. Fuck. I, you know what? I'll just accept it. Anyway. <laughs> But if you want to talk to us directly and Discord has been blown up with like the chats have been going crazy. I've been a bit dizzy with the number of new conversations that have been going on. Uh, and also it's some amazing. Really sexy pictures. There's a person Ooh, on there yeah. whose gutters yeah. have gutters. And I'm like, what the hell? Like eat a sandwich. You're <laughs> sexy and you're working out. But li- literally, I'm worried about you. But I do like gutters. Anyway, <laughs> not a thing. It's sort of a thing. I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so patreon.com.au slash by the by podcast. No, it's not even that. It's patreon.com. Patreon. <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> Just so excited now about talking to your mom and dad. Patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Support us at any level and you will get into our discord and chat with us. We'll talk to your mom and dad. It won't be, it won't be nearly as awkward as it probably is going to be. Bye. <laughs> So let's talk about awkwardness because speaking of mom and dad and awkward. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's start out with the have, fact that your poor child shares a photo stream with you. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Besides that, uh, have any of you walked in on your parents having sex? Yes. No. I, oh yes, I have. I have not. So I you're heard the my only parents. one. You I have? have? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Maybe it's an Aussie thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't have locks. They haven't yeah. invented them yet. <laughs> we had horses at the time 
and my horse was being an absolute ass in the backyard and I walked in on my parents having sex and I'm like, I don't know what to do. How old were you? I was approximately 10. Were you trying to tell them about the horses? Is that what? Yeah. You'd be like, my horse is being an ass and your dad's like, wait, I'm eating one. So, (laughs) Well, I didn't hang around that long. We're doing it horsey style. (laughs) I keep going, come on, let me ride you. And she's like, nay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to back into the corner now. (laughs) Um, But that was... It was horrifying, really. I'm it sorry. Wasn't... Did you know what sex was at that point? Had no. you had any no. conversations, oh, any exposure? Well, okay. well, I hadn't really even... I mean, 10 is pretty young, really. Yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't really, apart from growing up and having my first boyfriend, really have any sex education anyway. Mm. So to walk in on your parents going, doing shit that you didn't know what was happening, it was like, what the fuck? Mm. But... Yeah. In not How did they handle time. it? Well, I don't think they even knew that I walked in because I was backing out as fast as I was walking in. I was like... Like mm. your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear that one, Bradford. Um, no, but that was the only time because after that I was too scared to walk into the bedroom. Oh, wow. Because, yeah. what Like ever again? Yeah, ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, arguably. I'm going to say that... Potentially scarred you a little bit. It warped her fragile little mind. (laughs) Not so fragile now, but anyway. (laughs) Not Um, after being... It warped her dark and kinky mind. (laughs) So so my experience of walking in on my parents was similar age. I was about 10 years old and mum and dad were on the bed and they weren't fully naked. They weren't fully having sex at that point. I've got very clear recollection scarring from this event. Say, I uh, kind of imagine you were telling them they were doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. he sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> yes, <with> that's right. <laughs> now, this is how it works. No, um, and I wasn't quite sure what was happening. I sort of said something and then I was shooed out of the room very quickly <laughs> and I've gone, oh, okay, whatever. And um, not long afterwards, I'm pretty sure it was mum that came out and she was okay. She was a little flushed. Um, and I've got very clear <laughs> recollection of, of this. And I was told it was a special wrestle. Now, I was I was pretty young. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it, I can sort of go, okay, right, that's okay. But I had no sex education at that point. <laughs> and I really didn't get a lot of sex education either until maybe 13 or 14, which is through school system. But you know, that it, to me, that was um, was confronting. And and the big thing I think with what Jude's just said and what I went through is the fact that we didn't get any conversation around that or education around that, which is and what has made things possibly makes you a little bit more guarded mm. over life. Also, that was when Kobe decided he wanted to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I want these positions, uh, <laughs> special I do, wrestling. I do think that while potentially awkward, I feel like that is a missed opportunity from a yes. obviously not having children, but. From a parent's perspective, a missed opportunity to say, this is what sex is. This is what we were doing on an age appropriate level. But there should, I feel like there should be some information provided other than a special wrestle. Yeah, special wrestling because is terrible because it's like, well, mom was clearly losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she's a woman. But, but she also, was being held down. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I mean, my brother did wrestling in high school. And so if you're like. Oh, you're like, God. But if you're, I did special wrestling <laughs> with my brother. 
No, no, no. Uh, but if you're like wrestling as something that interests you or, you know, something you see on TV, then you're like, oh, well, what's the special wrestling? What's that? And then I feel like that leads to more questions as opposed to just being honest about that. This is what sex is in some general terms, age appropriate. And this is what was happening. Is, Dad, you didn't like, hit mom with a with even a single folding chair. <laughs> You didn't hold it down for 10 seconds. Yeah. It was all over in three. <laughs> it's not my issues talking about, everyone. <laughs> Dad, you're not going to win a belt. Not with that. Not with those moves. Not with that attitude. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. All right, all right. Uh, so, I heard my parents having sex. Did you? Uh, and I knocked on the door, but my parents were smart enough to lock it. Also, being from the U.S., we had invented locks. Uh, so my parents had the door locked and then my dad came and checked on me later and was like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you, it's mom. Okay. Cause she was, like, <laughs> she was the one that literally sounded like she was dying. Is she okay? My dad was like, your mom is just fine. She was just having a really bad dream. <laughs> think about it now. I'm like, yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, she, was she? Cause now I'm worried. I'm like, wait. Really bad or really good? Like, <laughs> right. And that's the thing. My dad was like, your mom was having a really bad dream. Yeah, see, I never heard my parents having sex. And I suspect that's because by the time I was of an age to be aware of anything like that, of any sort, the children's rooms were always very separate from the parents, like on different floors of the house. And so, Perfect house. Yeah, so they were nowhere near. Like in one case, we were upstairs, they were downstairs. In another case, we were downstairs in the basement, they were upstairs. So it was nowhere near our parents' bedrooms. And so I, and it, and it was just, you know, like honestly, whenever I would go to bed, quote unquote, I would usually just read for hours and hours and hours. I had no intention to get up. I didn't need to go talk to them about anything. I didn't need to, I didn't need anything from them. And so there was no walking into their room or Nothing's anything like changed. that. <laughs> and yeah so for me it was just there was never any of that and I just I don't I, I can't even imagine how it would have been for any of us so, no idea so tell me have your kids walked in on you oh <laughs> uh, yes our kids have walked in on us but I want to address something before oh, that oh okay, oh, okay. yeah right, sure I mean, right. it's walking in on wait you. have you walked in on your kids never having sex but <laughs> four out of five masturbating and that is something that is weird, weird shit. How did you handle that? I oh uh, just turned and walked out. Uh, no, discuss it afterwards, but it's it, it's more embarrassing. For go me. ahead and finish. That's right. Go do go do what you got to do. What um, was yeah. the funniest was we got home early from a weekend away and walked in. We had the house we were living in was upstairs, downstairs, bathroom. None of the kids usually use the upstairs bathroom. They left that for us and they used the downstairs bathroom. Just, yeah. There was a nice big spa bath in the upstairs and an overhead shower and we walked in and there's this big monster-looking thing on the side of the bath. And I was like, Kobe, come in here. What's this shit? So we took a photo and sent it to the child and was like, what's this? Like three seconds later, gone out of the bathroom. It was. It's his flashlight. Oh. <laughs> Good boy. But it was this big. I was hoping it was one of those giant hey, butt plug hey, things. Hey, at least he cleaned it. Yes, exactly. So, you know. Well, it was in the shower, so he yeah. was either yeah. using it in the shower or. Good for him. Well, yes. but it was Also, the, like, I just want to say that. Fucking first world fucking masturbating problems, Problem. right? Yeah, that's right yeah. Bradford didn't get a flashlight until he had like two jobs. That's he, exactly he said right. to us, um, oh, my friends bought it for me for my 
birthday. And I'm like, I don't care how you got it, just what the fuck is it doing in my bathroom? <laughs> like, come on, dude, this, my is my, this is my bath. Like, I know what you do in the bath. Number one, this don't is our me. bath. <laughs> <laughs> like, Number two, that thing has jets, and when you point them right, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that, that was highly... My parents never walked in on me having uh, masturbating. Uh, they did walk in on me with porn on my bed, to which I was shamed probably still to this day. So, <laughs> thanks, Mom. Yeah, you uh, fucked with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely sprung them all watching porn. And that's a massive difference in this generation. They get the good porn. I know, they right? get the good porn. I had porn. a 24-second gif. I know. There's so many options. <laughs> it wasn't even, maybe it wasn't even that long. And I'd waited like like... Literally, it was like 60 megabytes, and I think I downloaded it for a week and a half. <laughs> and I was but like, Mom, to, get off the phone. I say you had to restart every time. They yeah, and it was just boobs that were going around. Bloom, the bloom, the bloom. That was basically all I had. It that's because it was still loading. I was, I was in my 30s before I knew what Bukaki was. They've got it at 16. It's ridiculous. Oh, lucky fucking kids. I hate them so badly. All right, all right, so let's hear about them walking in on you. Okay, so my, we've we, want, been, we want the juicy stories. We've, we've been sprung multiple times. The... Never learn. Never learn. You're fucking dirty cunts, that's learn. why. You know, yeah, well, that's right. And look, we've always had a very open door policy, so you can come well, on. You've in. locked the goddamn open door. We, we've never locked the door, and we've always brought the kids up, don't lock your doors. There's a level of privacy and respect there. We actually and shut mm, the door now, yeah. and they do know to knock on the door before they walk in. Well, that's from scarring potential. <laughs> <laughs> things have, things have seen. Podcast, a, I was like, people are going to be like, you guys are such good parents. And now people are going to be like, you guys, like, do you have doors? Yeah. We, we are good parents. No, sometimes. Sometimes, maybe. No, we've been sprung a number of times. Um, there's been the quick roll off and jump under the covers type situations, um, different periods of time. But there, there's a couple of particular events, and I'll, I'll go to one. The kids were all little. You know, this actually goes back before the two we've been mainly talking about were born oh, and wow. the older ones were out and we're out camping. And so we had an old van. It was... Um, shaggin' wagon? Shaggin' wagon. It was an yeah. eight-seater, like eight-seater, yeah, Toyota. Toyota Hiace yeah, yeah. or something like that. Because we like, had so many kids yeah, we had and kids family. And, that and we thought that camping would be a fantastic idea. Don't it live nowhere. It. Camping is terrible. Oh, oh, I hate camping. So bad. No. I hate just, it so oh, bad. No. Terrible. Five-star lifestyle for me. Amen. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we've taken the kids out camping and look, it was a good rite of passage for the kids and that was all fun. But anyway, we'd worn the kids, well, we thought we'd worn the kids out. Um, So three or four days of camping, it's the second last day. The kids are all asleep. They're laying in the tents. Not one of them is moving. They're not talking. They're not giggling. They're just out. It's like the Christmas story. That's exactly what I was thinking. Ma and her kerchief (laughs) and Ma and Ma's ass. (laughs) It just settled down for long winters. Not a mouse was stirring. That's right. Not a creature was stirring. stirring. Not even even a child. And so we've jumped in the back of the van and we're in the back there and things get a little bit hot and heavy and we're having some fun. And the next second... These three sets of eyes come up over oh the window. Oh, God, that's <laughs> horrific. And they're just looking. They're looking. They're and like they were children, cats. not bears. They're children, not, not bears. Not Bigfoot. And they're just looking. And so we haven't actually hurt them because they're just outside this. Oh, God. They looking. were sneaking because they were, they were meant to be having a rest. They were meant to be in their tents. Shut the fuck up. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we're having some fun. So 
I don't know how long they were looking. Was this at night or daytime? Daytime. It was daytime afternoon. Oh, God. Sunday afternoon, I think it was. And anyway, so the next minute you hear... (laughs) 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 So I think there was a lot of red faces. I'd just like to say that... um, it wasn't just our children. It was, it was a niece. Oh, good, it was other people's yeah, children Yeah, there was too. a niece yes. as well. That's great. <laughs> That's great. And she was the oldest. Were you at least, like, under covers? No. This was, like, full doggy, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's literally the worst. Yeah. yeah. So I do apologize life. ahead of time to any therapists that have to deal with that <laughs> from our children. Well, there's been many, actually. Yeah, that's right. No. Um. That was one of the most memorable times. That one always was, comes up in conversation. Do they bring it up now? Funny. No, they were no. Too, all too little to remember it. Oh, they, well, that's good. They okay. know of the story because we love telling it. Um, <laughs> I think I even mentioned it at, his, at one of their weddings. A wedding. At a yes. wedding, I think. Of because course. it's one of those, it's, a, it's an anecdotal funny story. It is interesting how many of those things, though, happen when you're very, very young. And as a child, you have no idea. You don't remember. No. But your parents remember. And I guess it's because they remember that they think you remember. Yeah, yeah. they literally cannot forget yeah. it. No, you literally can't forget it. So, you know, that's times. The amount of times that we've had close calls, you know, it'll be a knock on the door like the kids do knock. And there'll be a knock on the door and they go, oh, yeah, I'm just coming Oh shit! Then you know it's all on. Yeah, it, there should be ten more seconds between the knock and, and the, the coming, coming in. in. I was gonna say yeah. there should be a knock on the door, count to five <laughs> yeah. slowly, and then open the door. Just like anal sex, <laughs> yeah. you knock on the door, you count to five, and then slowly you try to open the door. <laughs> That's it. That's it's, the it's one. called bottoming. Come on, children. <laughs> yeah. The two that are now at home, uh, they don't even open the door anymore. They knock on the door. And if they hear, we'll be out in a minute, they know that it'll be at least 10 to 15 minutes before we're out. But um, but they won't But they won't ever I actually. I now just want to do that to them once. They, I want to be in the room at one point and be like, I'll be out in a minute. Um, but they don't ever now open the door. No, they, no, they if the won't. door's shut, they'll knock because if they need something, we want to be there. But, yeah, um, but not quickly. No. <laughs> well, we're asking Cabe to be quick. He's last at nearly every event. That's, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, there's, yeah. there's, there's little things. Yes. <laughs> there are little things that last. you do get, though, is the um, yeah, things like Mother's Day and Father's Day where I had a bit of fun in the morning, morning quickie, morning longie, morning multiple, whatever it is. <laughs> and then, yeah, the kids come in with – Breakfast in bed and, oh, oh, shit, the sex toys are still on the bed. Quick, hide them rather than <laughs> it's just shit like that. You just have to put up with that, you know? Well, but hey, hey, if you can walk in and find their flashlight on your bathtub, they can see your sex toys on your bed. Exactly right. Exactly How's don't right. get hidden? No, like, we don't. We not don't, anymore. Not, no, we don't, as of conversations of late, we don't hide anything from them. We don't go and put it in the lounge room on the side of the lounge or anything. Yeah, we don't leave it in the bathroom, pal. <laughs> yeah. But if they're going to walk into the bedroom and we're not there, then whatever's in the bedroom, if they have problems with it, they can bring it up with us. Mm-hmm. And to most of the time they just go, but also here we bedroom, go again. Also the bedroom just is tell your them space to use the though, checkout right? code by the by. Better. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Do it. So that's adamandeve.com. <laughs> I couldn't do it. 
<laughs> oh my god! You you better do it. I don't need the money. <laughs> and use the code by the by. That's right, kiddos. Use the by the by. Angela, you were saying. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying that, like having though. I feel like having toys in your room is out in your room is not necessarily a bad thing because that's your space, right? Just like whatever they've got in their room, that's their space. And and if they want to have anything, whether it be sexual or otherwise, out visible, then I feel like that's their choice and it should be reciprocated back to you. Um, yeah, with the eldest boy, he uh, we only go into his room to dump his washing on the bed. But whatever's in his room, like, I don't care what's in his room yeah. as long as he's being safe, responsible, yeah. and if there is a problem with something in his room, I can bring it up with him. Yeah. Um, and if I can't bring it up with him, it shouldn't be in the house. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one of the things, just going back to the kid conversation, one of the things I've never done is hide my life with them. I don't know whether that's always been the right decision, but going out and getting plastered drunk as a teenager and throwing up on my mother, I didn't hide that from them. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I smoked a lot of drugs and tried a lot of things, I never hid it from them. Um, I, I just think that was really important because they're going to do something. Yeah. And to know that you're a human that's made those same judgment calls for yourself is a really big thing. Mm. You know, it's just why hide it from them? Why pretend that you're something that you're not? Yeah. And – yeah. Maybe that's just how I am in general. Yeah. 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 I don't pre- pretend to be something that I'm not. But it, it's a really um, – it's interesting. And it, it, that conversation, that thing, I can sit down with a couple of our kids and talk about the cones that they smoked at the party because, yeah, they're kids. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're yeah. going to try drugs. They're going to do those things. And it, it's there's, really – There's one cool. that will never, ever try the drugs that went to a birthday party where there was bongs on the table and there was – just the whole house was full of smoke. He came home as high as a kite and felt like shit for two days after. So we know that he's never going to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's good for them to know that you've, I'm going to say, quote unquote, made the same mistakes. You've made life decisions and they, things have happened and there's stories around it. And whether they're funny, they're entertaining, they're educational, whatever they are, like that you're human, right? Yeah. You're like, you're not some god on a pedestal who's never done anything wrong. Because we all have. We've all made decisions. We've all done things. And I think it's it's good for them to see that. And that probably, I'm going to assume, encourages that open conversation, like being able to be comfortable and having that conversation that with conversation, you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's they're not going to hide something from you yeah. because they think you're going to judge them or mm. have an issue or, or you've never been through anything the same, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's an easy trap for people to fall into. Yeah. 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 But it, it's always funny to see your kids drunk. <laughs> or stoned. But you know, because you've been there and you're like <laughs> that's I know funny. exactly how, you, I feel. how <laughs> you feel. I know how you're gonna feel tomorrow. But <laughs> but awesome and horrible. Yeah. And so then the next day you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> been there. Yeah. yeah. You sort of want to go in with the loud music into the bedroom no, and not eight no. in the morning. You no, you do. There's a and little the part of you that goes <laughs> But you never do. You just take um, care of him. You take him in some Panadol and some water and you go, you'll be right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, have the conversation. Yeah. 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 Talk about it. I think open. it's important, you know, like what you were saying earlier, is that, you know, discussing, I guess, first figuring out the why you want to have this conversation with them. Is it important? Is it important now? Like, is this a good time? And, and you know, why is it a good time now kind of thing? Uh, and if not, then then when is it? And do is it something we need to shelve for a while? 
And, and then, yeah, how does that happen? Like there's a lot that goes into it, but I think just really taking the time to ask yourself those questions and to assess the situation before you just really jump into something. Yeah. Unless the situation kind of brings it upon you and yeah. forces you to. But. Yeah. yeah. And look, it, and probably just ask people out there, don't put yourself in a situation where it does have to be forced upon you. Don't put yourself in that situation. Just make sure you've got that meted out beforehand. I know there's always a circumstance, you know, your kids might roll up at a party that you happen to be at. Well, it could be interesting. Or but they might find you online. Or they on might a find you site. online on a dating <laughs> site. And, you know, that could be rather confronting. But um, yeah, just try and have that forethought there. And one of the things that we did mention earlier, we've, we've talked particularly about two children and two children that we've got at home. We've got some older children that don't live at home that if they stumble upon this podcast, they're going to have a rude awakening. <laughs> we haven't had these conversations with them because there is no necessity yeah. for us yeah. to have those yeah. conversations. So the chances of them finding this podcast, I'm going to say, is relatively low. And if they do, well... It'll be an interesting conversation. And if you do, I, please use checkout code, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> At adamandeve.com. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, no, that goes back to the necessity. It's like, correct. do you need to have this conversation with, with them? And, and if the answer is no, then that's fine. And if the situation arises at some point that, okay, now it's necessary, then sure, let's do it. Exactly. And, and the chances of it being a necessity mm. is really low because we don't need to provide them with their safe space in our home. Because they've yeah. got their own home. Yeah. Right. And that's important. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas the yeah. two that are at home, that is their home Correct. as well as our home. So it needs to be a mutual conversation of yeah. can yeah. we have yeah. people around that are important to us? Yeah. And that's where it comes back to this revisit in six months, three months, 12 months, whatever it might be. Because as we develop and we grow and we have more relationships, we've got a relationship that ends up being more impactful on our life day to day than as we have family events that person may be involved which means that they will get to know this person and you go into it so it's all that just that constant review realize talk about it be open have communication which is nothing different from just some basic rules about being in the lifestyle some basic guidelines for yourself being in the lifestyle converse with your partner and it's just an extension of that converse with your family as required Mm. and i would actually add to that in that even though your children are very accepting of this now, it probably isn't a bad idea to revisit three, six months somewhere down the road and saying, hey, are you still okay with this now that you've been exposed to it a bit more, maybe now that you've met some more of our friends, et cetera, is this still okay? Do you know, do we need to rethink how we operate, behave kind of thing? You know, but it's probably a good thing to have that continual conversation from time to time and let them know that you're still thinking about them. That it's yeah. not just a one-and-done yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still okay that yeah. we have friends around and we sit on the lounge yeah. and maybe there's a touch or a hug mm. or a kiss that, yeah. and you walked out and saw that, is this still okay? And like we talk about at the club, you know, consent is a continual thing. Just because you've consented once doesn't mean you've consented forever. Yeah. And so I think having that check-in from time to time, and like you said, Judy, if they're exposed to something that they may have thought about before, like, okay, so, you know, mom or dad might hug or kiss somebody else. But then when they see it, it could be different. So maybe yeah, checking in definitely. at different points would yeah. be a good thing. Look, you know? And I guess that is something just when you get talk about sexuality that I think that some people out there would have more um, less issues with a traditional male-female partnership in a swinger environment than mm. a bisexual yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And that will be something. And and the, that constant check-in, uh, if, if that's your um, 
orientation, then that may be something that's more confronting and, and more conversations around that with other people around you. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. do have some friends in the lifestyle that have kids, older kids that live at home with them that the older kids have no idea that they're in the lifestyle. Right. And they don't wish to tell the other the older kids that they're in the lifestyle, which is totally fine. Yeah. But, but we found that it has limited our ability to have friends around because mm-hmm. we want to have friends around that we can that we identify with that we It well, goes back to that you want to have friends around that you can be authentic and yourself with in your own home. Yeah. yeah. Like and if that's if you're protecting your children, that's also fine. Yeah, Don't do definitely. that. Don't you can do that outside. But I see exactly what you're saying. You just want to be you. We want to be us. Yeah. And, and also yeah. if you do have children that live at home, depending on how much communication you have with them, if they're like, hey, where are you going tonight or what are you doing? Do you want to now be the one who's lying to them and saying, oh, we're just going to see some friends. Yeah. Oh, we're just yeah. going to go out to a club or whatever. And then they start asking questions more and more. And how are you going to answer those? So I feel like it, you kind of start down that hole, depending on how much communication you have with your children and how open you are with them about what you're doing. But I feel like you can really dig yourself a hole if there isn't some level of openness and honesty. Again, it's different if the children live with you versus not. But if they're there and they're asking, hey, you're going out an awful lot or like you're out pretty late at night. What are you doing rolling in at 3 a.m.? You're not my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the photos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. We've got, yeah, friends with no kids and friends with kids. But we want to be able to have family. Yeah. Yeah. And without the consent of the kids having family in our home, mm. then we're forever looking for places to go and places to be. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I think this has been an, such a great conversation, especially for us who, you know, not homing children, <laughs> Pippin loves everybody. He tries to hump everybody's <laughs> foot. Uh, but to have, to understand that and to see where people are coming from and to just get that insight of folks who have lived the experience and, yeah. So super, super thank you to uh, the illustrious Judy and the always dapper Kobe uh, for popping in and, and, you know, dropping your two cents. Yeah, it's good to get your insight and, and your viewpoints because like Bradford said, you know, you've lived this. We haven't. We have no idea what it's like. And it's really good, out, I think, for people out there to, to get a bit of that perspective. And to get some ideas, whether they've had these conversations with their kids or they haven't and they're thinking about it, it's good to know, you know, that, that people do it and what's it like and how do I approach it. can still it. be healthy. Yeah. And just don't drop a bombshell. Don't drop a bombshell. Because <laughs> yeah. it won't help. Yeah. Well, thank you as always for having me on. Of course. It's yes. lovely to be here and share my two cents. And um, I hope that somebody out there takes a little nugget away from tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you so care. much. Uh, look, if you want to send us, hey, do you have kids? Do you, uh, have you told your kids? <laughs> Let us know. The Adams of Love at gmail.com. That's our email address. Or you can message us on any of our socials. We are at By the By Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, and on the Twitterverse. Or go to our website, www.bythebye.com.au, and you can uh, contact us. How? Through our contact page. Fill it out, hit submit, and we get it in as an email. It's great. Or, you know what? Talk to us directly. How do you do that? www.patreon.com slash podcast. Support us at any level, and you can get right into our Patreon 
like our Discord. It's it's our Patreon Discord. It's great. So get right into there to our Discord. You have access to all of our channels. Not safe for work, for our memes, and all the other fun channels that we have uh, for all of our folks that support us on Patreon. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. Any closing words of wisdom from Angela or our guests? I would just like to say a massive thank you to both of you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. And for everybody out there in the Sydney area, come Friday, join us at Pendulum. It's going to be a rockin' time. Come to Pendulum. Pendulum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.